Good morning. Would you please stand and sing with us? Y'all sing out on this one with us. We've done this one a couple times, so let's hear those voices out there.
God, we thank you for this day. We thank you for the opportunity that we have to come here and worship you. Lord, we pray today that you would again open our hearts and our minds so that we can focus on the message and receive your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Please turn and greet one another. My name is Joe Cade. I'm the pastor here. We're so grateful that you've joined us in worship today. We want to frame our announcements, and um, it's a busy, busy season, just like anything you're involved in. In this time of year, we've got a number of announcements. We want you to hang in with us because they're important. We frame them in our five practices that we try to live to the best of our ability, the first of which is radical hospitality. And I want you to take your bulletins and open them to the section that says Radical Hospitality. Um, we do our very best um, to put the announcements all over the place in the email and the bulletin and verbal announcements. But we, you can take the bulletin home with you. You can have the email on your phone. Make sure you pay attention uh, in a very busy season that's coming up for us. First thing I want to tell you is we have visitor and prayer cards available. If you'd like to participate in the prayer life of our church, if you would like our Tuesday prayer group and our staff to pray for your concern or joy, please raise your hand and an usher will bring you a card. Just um, write legibly and um, we'll be sure and share that with them and also in the bulletin. If you are a visitor and would like to give us any contact information whatsoever, we'd love to have it and we'll contact you in the way that you give us. Uh, you can get those... Um, uh, an usher will bring one to you. You can get one on the table in the back. 
We have basketball registration that is winding down. It's on our website, memorialgreer.com. You can go on to the website and um, check in and make sure that you do that because they are forming the teams in the league uh, now. I'm going to call on Erin. She's going to tell us about two important events coming up. Good morning. I'm Erin Knight, Director of Children and Family Ministries, and the Fall Festival is almost here. It'll be next Sunday night uh, from 5 to 6.30 uh, here in the gym, and we will have a food truck outside. Uh, weather permitting, that'll be close to the store. If it's raining, though, we have nice covered walkways all the way to a spot um, over in front of the sanctuary where you could get your food. Uh, thank you all for your support of this event. It's really coming together. We have lots of candy, uh, lots of support. Um, but I still do need a few more volunteers. So if you haven't reached out to me yet and would like to help, uh, we need some folks to help with games, a couple of judges for costumes and trunk or treat. And I would just love your help with that. It'll be a good time. Uh, I also wanted to mention that you can register today to join us for supper at six on November 1st. It's gonna be in the social hall again this time um, where we will be um, not only having a good meal, but also um, donating, uh, excuse me, not donating, decorating Thanksgiving boxes for the donations of food that um, we will be giving to our community and um, the foundations class will have a representative telling us more about that project while we do it we'll be watching a Charlie Brown Thanksgiving so um, a little bit of entertainment a little bit of service uh, you can mark your pew pad today if you would like to join us with just the number of people or there's a link in the weekly email going out that you can use to register at this time um, we do strive to practice passionate worship. If there are any children, third through fifth grade, that want to join me for chapel, I'll meet you at the back doors, and I'll walk those kids directly to Sunday school afterward. We also believe in intentional faith development, and we have, uh, um, because of fall break uh, for Greenville County Schools, we will not have children and youth programming tonight, but the adult class that meets uh, will continue to meet this tonight. Uh, none of us will meet next week because of the fall festival. Um, so make sure if you're an adult, you go to the class. If you are children or youth, we do not have programming tonight. We believe in risk-taking mission and service. And a big part of that is a group that's been part of the United Methodist Church forever. And it's the United Methodist Women. They um, uh, have all sorts of important roles, one of which is to keep us um, paying attention and serving in mission. Ms. Margaret Long is the president of our United Methodist Women, and she has a fun announcement today. Each year, our United Methodist Women here at Memorial seeks out faithful workers in mission uh, by giving them a special mission recognition pin. A gift to missions has been given in honor of this year's recipients, and we'd like to present the pins this morning. Our recipients are two of the most, well, the sweetest, most compassionate, hardworking people that I know. The tribute that I'm going to read this morning is written by their children. My sister and I have been incredibly blessed to have two of the most amazing, supportive, encouraging, and loving parents. 
They have always pushed us to pursue our dreams and most importantly, pursue a relationship with Jesus. They have shown us how to love people from all walks of life. They have embodied what it means to be a servant leader to, for us as long as we can remember. Our parents met their senior year at Burns High School and were married in 1991. Their marriage has been an amazing example of unconditional love, willing sacrifice, and a continuous pursuit of one another. They daily choose to love one another and walk alongside the other through all of life's ups and downs. In the early years of their marriage, they voluntarily ran the youth program at Redeemer Lutheran Church in Greer. There they poured so much into the lives of so many young people, and even after they had children, they continued to serve the youth of Redeemer. Then, 18 years ago, our family began attending Memorial United Methodist Church. And for as long as either of us can remember, our parents have been active and involved in whatever ways they have felt called. Our parents have loved and served the church as best they can and have taught us to do the same. We are grateful for the impact that they have made not only in our lives, but in the lives of everyone here at Memorial. And our recipients are Wayne and Christy Morris. <laughs> Thank you both. Yeah. yeah, they're pretty good people. <laughs> we believe in extravagant generosity and we have an important process coming up. Uh, it starts today involved with that and that's our Consecration Sunday program. It's the way that we celebrate giving and this year it's going to be expanded to the way that you volunteer and give. Um, in the same way we had um, a poll in which you could participate in leadership on committees, we're going to have that same format for you to volunteer all over our campus that you'll be able to turn in on November, uh, uh, the Consecration Sunday in November. One important aspect of that is for three weeks we're going to take reservations for the celebration dinner. Now I don't want to confuse you. Aaron talked about First Wednesday, which you're making a reservation in your attendance register. Right now, I'd like one of you from each um, household to please stand and our ushers will bring you a card and we'd like you to fill it out for us. So one from each household if you'll stand until you get a card. Simon says. While they're handing out the card, I'll tell you, um, Charge Conference is today as well. This is uh, an important annual meeting for any United Methodist Church. 
We celebrate the things that we've done in the past 12 months. We establish our leaders starting in 2018, our budget in 2018, and a number of other important things. It's unusual. It's not at our church this year. It's at Covenant United Methodist at 3 p.m. So if you would uh, like to go, you're more than welcome to come. We'll worship together for about 45 minutes and then have about 20 minutes of business that is the electing of our officers and uh, approval of all sorts of things. So you're welcome to come uh, today at Covenant at 3 p.m. So what you're doing uh, as you sit down is you are checking whether you are available to come to the celebration dinner that's coming up um, and you are, uh, or that you will be unable to come. All we need to know is uh, one way or the other. If you, when we say this in the coming weeks and ask you to stand, if you've done it, you don't have to do it. You're done. Uh, so uh, we appreciate your participation with that. Um, I tell you, oh yeah, it's coming from that way. And we want to make sure that we get these back before you leave today. Y'all want me to tell you about something crazy while we wait? The Pictorial Directory Company has all of our materials. There is truly, legitimately, seriously, like double promise, a Pictorial Directory coming in our future. I can't say when in our future. It's when they turn it back around to us. But I think it's beautiful. And I promise that um, we won't put you through this again through my time here. You'll have another pictorial directory in um, 20, what, 27? 2027, we'll get another pictorial directory. Just kidding. Uh, fill out that form for us and make sure um, we get that back so that we can track it. And when you fill out that form today, you are done uh, for your reservation for, unless it changes uh, for the next time. Let's pray together. Gracious God, we thank you for such um, incredible activity on this campus for every age level. But we're also aware that that's a lot going on. There's a lot going on in our lives. There's a lot going on in our community. And sometimes that activity, sometimes that constant motion wears us down causes fatigue. We lose focus. Make this time for us a moment of rest, Lord. A moment of instruction. A moment of purpose. That we carve out this time to understand your will so that we may live it with our lives, with our words, with our actions. Because it's why we're truly here. Bless us in this time, Lord. Lead us. Inspire us with the prayer your Son taught His disciples to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be Thy name. Thy kingdom come, Thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Let's talk about technology that changed political debates. Let's look at the first picture.
watched this debate on YouTube three times this week. This is the first presidential debate that was televised. It was simulcast, or whatever the word is, on the radio as well. And those of you who have studied it or taught it for some time uh, know the punchline here. The radio people thought that Nixon won the debate. The television people thought that Kennedy won the debate. Do you know why? Because uh, his look was off. The deep irony is that Kennedy was not a healthy man. He was fighting a number of different things. But in that moment, for a window of time, felt okay. Nixon, who typically was a healthy man, had been sick because he had pushed too hard, like anyone would in a presidential campaign, and was pale. Kennedy, I think, had makeup. Nixon did not. And when you watch the video, there were times they were both, um, these things stuck out to me, they were both incredibly respectful of one another. Respectful of one another's ideas. And they would say, um, "If, if you believe that, then vote for my opponent here. We both are striving towards the same goal, but we have completely opposite paths, completely opposite solutions. And if you like what he's saying, then you need to vote for him. But if not, you need to vote for me. That was one thing that stuck out. The other thing is that Nixon stammered a couple times. There'd be times, you know, when you switch gears on a a multiple speed bike, sometimes it doesn't click in for a second, just kind of hitches. And he had a couple of those hitches. And anyone who's watching it thinks, well, wait now, what's that hitch mean? What's going on? And so from that day forward, there was a complete visual component to running for president. And the thing that people talked about was the way he looked more than the ideas that were shared. 1960. Let's talk about 2008. Let's look at the next slide. Every possible social media outlet were all channeled to get a message out on a much bigger level in 2008. We think it was big in 2016. But it started in 2008. And uh, any sort of mistake, any sort of misquote, any sort of error was posted big. It was um, reposted. It was posted to friends who posted it to their friends and all of a sudden it was everywhere. Now, what's interesting is if you compared that number against the number of people who watched it in 1960, it might not be that far off. You're talking about tens of millions of people all at the same time watching the debate in 1960. But here's the thing. Sometimes it's the idea that wins people over. Many times it's the mistake that costs you the election. And so that mindset... That practice causes people to more want to avoid mistakes than share innovative ideas and risky ideas that may truly change something. Keep that in mind as we read our text today. Matthew 22, verse 15. Then the Pharisees met together to find a way to trap Jesus in his words. They sent their disciples, along with the supporters of Herod, to him. Teacher, they said, 
We know that you are genuine and that you teach God's way as it really is. We know that you are not swayed by people's opinions because you don't show favoritism. So tell us what you think. Does the law allow people to pay taxes to Caesar or not? You ever realize that you're getting set up by a five-year-old? By a 25-year-old? By a 75-year-old? They are saying something to you that is setting a path that is putting a little rope that you're going to walk on. They're saying, we know you don't show favoritism. We know that you aren't swayed by anyone around here, whether they have a spear or whether they have um, the highest level religious garb on or whether they are um, completely homeless and have nothing. We know that you're going to say the exact same thing to them. You have no fear. So let me give you one that you cannot miss. Either way you go, it's going to be serious trouble. And that's your first phrase. Meeting together. High level people of God called to serve are meeting together to find a way to trip him up. They're doing everything they can. This meeting would occur in the modern era in the parking lot. Right? Because there's the meeting and then there's a little post meeting in the hallway and then there's the meeting in the parking lot. And in that meeting in the parking lot, if it's negative, if it's getting away from you, people are finding ways that they can trip whomever it is up. It's trouble. This man has been teaching people who have never been interested. This man has been healing people who had no hope. This man has been inspiring and motivating people whose faith had waned or burned to the ground. He is the greatest innovator that they have seen in their lifetime. The greatest magnet to draw people to the faith that they love. And in response, they're meeting together to find the best possible way to trip him up. How in the world do you get there? How do you get that place where you are doing something beyond what you ever should do? And it's incredibly negative. The number one thought, though he's teaching, healing, and motivating is, we've got to stop him. So let me tell you the bind that they put him in. This is a quote uh, by Keith Erickson. It's on the screen. Jesus is faced with two choices. He can agree to the tax, casting his lot with the Herodians. Herod is the leader put in place as a puppet. In which case, he is a traitor to the nationalistic movement. That is, his people who want to be liberated. Or he can rebuke the tax, in which case, he's an insubordinate rebel against the state. Both put Jesus in serious jeopardy. Either he betrays his people, or he declares war on Rome. Does that make sense? you got no choice. And that's the way that we want it. The religious leaders. Because whichever way you choose, you're going to be out of our way. And we're going to be able to have this back. This power and authority and interest from the people that you have drawn from us. They're completely uninterested in his ideas and they want a mistake. And they don't care which way it happens. Verse 18. 
Knowing their evil motives, Jesus replied, Why do you test me, you hypocrites? Show me the coin used to pay the tax. And they brought him a denarius, whose image and inscription is this, he asked. Caesar's, they replied. Then he said, Give to Caesar what belongs to Caesar, and give to God what belongs to God. So all of a sudden that rope is gone. And the question that they asked is meaningless. But he's also making an important statement that goes from their day all the way to our day and will go as far forward as humans exist. And it's the issue of your next word. Permanence. They had laws that had been handed down for centuries. They had practices that they believed were built to honor God. They had authority that they had earned through study and time. And they had fear that Jesus would wreck everything. Everything that they had put their heart into. You ever have something that you've put 10, 15, 20 years into and it's finally the thing that you need it to be? And someone is coming along and threatening it in some way, shape, or form. Whether it be a job, whether it be a path and a career, whether it be retirement, whether it be insurance, whatever it is, somebody is coming along and is a serious threat to the success of this thing. And you want them gone. But the big thing that we want is permanence. We cling to things that we figure are permanent because deep down inside we know that we are not. Let me give you uh, what I think is a great example. Uh, this is, uh, next picture is um, Bald Rock. Have you all been to Bald Rock? <clears throat> What's that highway? 276, yes. Uh, so, um, <laughs> I know how to go, but I can't tell. Why am I telling you how to get there? Uh, it's up from Furman. But at the split, after Furman, you follow the TR side, right? And then you can get to Table Rock and Caesar's Head and, and Bald Rock. Beautiful. And you can stand there on Bald Rock and look out and see, I think you see Greenville to the right. And I think you can sort of see something to the left. And of course you see beautiful trees and mountains and valleys. Sometimes you'll see a little smoke coming up. Some, every time I've been there, I've seen some eagle come over or, or something. Falcon, whatever the bird is. It's coming over and it is owning the joint. Let me tell you what else you see at Bald Rock. It's the next picture. <clears throat> Might be hard to tell. That's spray paint. You see that? Almost entirely. And uh, <laughs> my poor children um, are still coming back from fall break. So I, the, anytime they ask me the simplest of questions, I give them some kind of crazy answer like I'm about to give you. They say, why do people spray on the rock? Why do they do that? And I said, well, um, you know, we're finite beings. And this is a permanent thing. And when they spray on the permanent thing, the thing that they are is now permanent. So they have more permanence. Or they just want to spray on something. Right? One or the other. Probably both. One's on the surface level, one's below it. We look at that, and I've never tried to get spray paint off, but I'm assuming it's not easy. It's among the most permanent ways without just painting over it, which is not an option on a rock. 
that a human being can come up with. And so in that space that's been there forever, of which humans have come and stood on that rock and looked out, they want to say, I have been here. And this is what I thought when I was here. And their thoughts are kind of all over the place, honestly. And that's your next phrase. The rock has always been here. And there's occasions when we look at God and we look at God's creation and we say, I want the thing that I'm doing in this second to matter for all time. So I'm going to put my mark on it. And when we see that permanence that is God, we don't necessarily get comfort from, I'm not permanent, but I know that God is. We get an anxiety about not being permanent and want to make anything that we can hold on to in a death grip. This is why people who are called to serve God are holding it so tightly that when they see a man coming and wanting to share it and expand it, they don't want it expanded and they'll send him to one of the worst deaths there is because they're going to hold it as hard as they possibly can. You will not rip this from us. Here's what's interesting about the coin. It's got Caesar's face on it. Caesar is the ultimate power at that time. Is he today? Mm. Before that was Pharaoh. Pharaoh was the ultimate power of that time. Is he today? Mm. Our leaders today in our world have total power. Will they tomorrow? Mm. But we sure hold it like we do. We hold it with deep anxiety and resentment and anger when we're at our complete worst. Verse 22. When they heard this, they were astonished and they departed. There's all sorts of um, videos on YouTube of people uh, verbally or in sports or in whatever format are deeply embarrassed by a confrontation in public and the crowd just goes insane. These men tried to embarrass him publicly and placed him in a spot where he could no longer have any authority and they are now leaving this place with nothing. With diminished authority and hope in that situation. Why? It's your last phrase, failure to see. When we fail to see how someone can impact us, how a new mission can change our community, how an individual can serve or leave when it, lead when it may be different than what we are, they failed to see what crazy potential he had. I'll give you a great example. When I was uh, in 2000. Uh, seven, when I went to a new church start, there were community churches 
exploding all over the area. I was in Mount Pleasant, and it went from how many people? Six, seven, ten thousand people up to twenty-five, thirty thousand people in Mount Pleasant. So large non-denominational community churches were coming to that area, and one of the biggest was Seacoast. Seacoast has places up here too. Seacoast, um, uh, New Spring, um, you know, ones like that. As a um, 29-year-old trying to build something from nothing in established Methodist church, I thought, I'll never compete with that. They're like in a movie theater. They've got a crazy band. They've got crazy lights. They've got the thing that will draw people. And I didn't see them as this is someone who's going to draw someone closer to Jesus who previously was not. My thought was this is a person who's going to take anyone I've ever hoped for. So I can't make fun of it. Now, I didn't try to publicly mock them and shame them and all that, but I had it in my heart to think, they're going to burn anything I try to do to the ground, I can't keep up. But those people are drawing people closer to Jesus as well. People who had nothing to do with Jesus in the first place. But there's something about our inability to see incredible potential in things that we have not created own or lead. This text checks us in that practice. So how do you align yourself? Who do you follow? Do you follow people who are temporarily powerful? Or one who is, was, always will be powerful? Let me give you the irony on that. If you choose the ones that are temporarily powerful, you actually get powerful things in this world. They wield money. They wield uh, armies. They wield political authority. If you align yourself with the one who's always been powerful, it's going to be through tiny, little, fragile things. Like Jesus walking into town, riding into town on a donkey like Mary, a young woman who no way could have been prepared to have a baby. Like Joseph, the youngest of his brothers. Like Moses, who was a murderer out in the desert. It will be with fragile things that you'll have to risk a great deal. If you want to be with the most powerful one. Isn't that interesting? It's the opposite. So are you willing to let go of this mentality? Are you willing to put your hands in someone that is going to be fragile and call you to a higher thing? Are you willing to risk? Or do you want to stay exactly where you are with the tightest grip you could ever imagine? Jesus calls us away from that tendency and back to him. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. If you'll stand and join me in our modern affirmation. We believe in God the Father, infinite in wisdom, power, and love, whose mercy is over all His works, and whose will is directed to His children's good. 
We believe in Jesus Christ, Son of God and Son of Man, the gift of the Father's unfailing grace, the ground of our hope, and the promise of God fulfilled. We believe in the Holy Spirit as a divine presence in our lives, reminding us always of the truth of Christ, our inspiration and strength in times of joy and sorrow. We believe our faith should be apparent in our words of love and acts of service, that the kingdom of God may be a present reality here on earth. You may be seated. It's now time for our offering. You'll see on the back of your bulletin in our extravagant generosity section exactly where we stand. You can give as the plate goes by. You can also give online and instructions are in your bulletin. And if at this moment, if you'll pass your card to the middle, that reservation card that you filled out, if you'll pass it to the middle. Thank you. 
please stand and sing this last one with us.
approach your family, approach your co-workers. The sense of grace and mercy that has been offered to you. Go in peace. Grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit go with you all. Amen.